Well, we're almost there. The 2020 election cycle has been almost as brutal as 2020 itself. But in San Diego County, leaders are confident that the process will go smoothly as it usually does. Given the region's history with voting by mail, this pandemic election is simply a more robust one than already existed. This election is going to be one of the most watched events in our lifetime. Our final special election episode. What to expect when you're electing. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. John Wilkins, you cover a number of things at the San Diego Union Tribune, and you've been writing a series of stories, kind of providing the context for what readers need to know in this pandemic election. Let's start with the early vote. What do we know so far? Well, it's been massive. I mean, in San Diego County, uh, you know, in 2016, for the entire election, last presidential election, they had about 850,000 mail ballots. They've already exceeded that, you know, by well over 100,000 ballots right now. And granted, we have more um, registered voters now than we did back then. But even taking that into account, the, the turnout from the mail ballots is surpassing that significantly. Yeah, it does seem like that national messaging of make sure you get your mail ballot in as fast as you can really worked here because seeing those numbers is, you know, a sign that our democracy is robust, at least here in a little corner of the world. Well, it's you're seeing it in all sorts of corners of the United States, a huge turnout early. And that's a combination of people concerned about the pandemic, you know, trying to trying to get out ahead of the curve on that, maybe avoiding Election Day when we would routinely send, see very large crowds going to the polling places. But yeah, I think people have gotten that message. It's a combination of that. It's a combination of concerns about possible problems at polling places. Uh, it's concerns about the U.S. Postal Service being able to handle the large increase in mail ballots going on uh, here and around the country. So, mm-hmm. And even though it is mostly a mail election, people can vote in person. Can you explain the strategy the Registrar of Voters has taken for those who wish to vote in person? Well, again, so it's being it's being tinged by the pandemic. You know, nor, in a normal election year, we would have one day of in-person voting on election day. That's what we're all familiar with. This year, uh, they're going to spread it out over four days. So it starts on Halloween, the 31st, and runs through election day, November 3rd. So four, four consecutive days at 235 polling places around the county. And those are, you know, sort of... Uh, which you would consider traditional places, a lot of schools, a lot of community centers, bigger places where there'll be more room to accommodate people who may come there, as well as to accommodate the social distancing that will be required because of the pandemic. And that number is way smaller than we, what we used to see. I think in the March primary, we had 1,500 precincts where people could go. But again, that's an attempt to uh, deal with the coronavirus. And, uh, and the hope was, of course, that most people would vote early through the mail and get their ballot done and out of the way. And, you know, people seem to have been responding to that message. We're looking at, I think, somewhere as we're speaking in the neighborhood of 50 percent of the ballots have been returned already. Mm -hmm. And uh, in planning all of this, uh, do we know, have an estimate of how many people that they're expecting to come in and vote in person compared to mail balloting? Because obviously there's the registrar is made some predictions, which is why they've cut the number of polling places down. But do we have an estimate about how many people will want to vote in person yet? 
I don't think they have that number estimate. I mean, San Diego County is a county that's been moving steadily in the direction of mail balloting to begin with. I mean, we were over over 60 percent, uh, maybe I'm mean, over 70 percent, I think, in the primary in March. And so uh, a lot of people already vote by mail. But here's one thing that people like to do. People who are traditionalists who still like the feeling of going to an, somewhere on Election Day, even when they've been mail ballot people, they take their mail ballot to the polling place on Election Day. So um, I think uh, in the March primary, or maybe it was in 2018, I get mixed up with all the research I've been doing. We had somewhere in the neighborhood of 250,000 people drop their mail ballots at the polling place on Election Day. So I think the registrar is expecting there will be, you know, several hundred thousand people who will either do that or who will show up to actually vote in person. Now, there's been one place in the county that's been open for in-person voting since early October, and that's the Registrar of Voters Office. And they've had a small number, I think, somewhere around just under 7,000 people who've come and shown up and wanted to vote in person. So, you know, that's people who aren't comfortable with the mail balloting, balloting process. It's also people who didn't register in time to get a mail ballot, so they have to go vote in person. There's a whole, whole sort of variety of reasons why someone may need to or want to vote in person as opposed to mail ballot. Mm -hmm. And throughout the election and uh, likely until election day, there have been a number of attacks from President Trump saying that, you know, there's pervasive mail fraud and that the system doesn't work. Have there been any issues here about mail ballots in San Diego or have things been smooth? Yeah, no, I, no issues along those lines. You know, that's a, that's a claim of his and others that's been uh, roundly debunked by people who actually study this. Uh, the incidents of uh, any kind of mail fraud like that are extremely small. Um, so uh, that, that's, that hasn't occurred here. Anything that I've heard of or that's been reported to the registrar's office. Um, there also have been concerns raised about people showing up at the in-person polling places to, you know, watch the, the voting as President Trump asked his supporters to do in one of the presidential debates. So far, anyway, at the mail drop-off places, uh, there's been no sign of any kind of activity. Election officials are are geared up for for that kind of thing. All the all the uh, poll workers are trained in how to avoid any kind of confrontations with people, and they'll call law enforcement if they need to. So, you know, anybody anybody in San Diego County uh, can go watch what happens at the polls. They'll be put in a designated place. They're not allowed to interfere with the voting. They're not allowed to intimidate any voters. They can't do any electioneering, you know, saying four more years or, you know, get rid of Trump, anything like that while they're within 100 feet of a polling place. So there are all sorts of rules in place that are designed to, um, you know, to take care of the integrity of the election and make sure voters are, are allowed to cast their ballots in a free and unfettered way. Mm -hmm. And uh, underlying uh, that conversation is a uh, fear of election violence um, in American history. There have been many moments of intimidation and violence on Election Day. What are you hearing from local leaders about the possibility of, you know, something going wrong here? Well, I, I mean, I haven't heard it. I, I suppose anybody who was planning that wouldn't be the last person they would call would be somebody like me. But um, election officials are not aware of that I know of, of, of any particular you know, plots or activities in mind. There, um, the ACLU and some other community groups have have a collaboration uh, in place to try and deal with some of those. The FBI is sending out all sorts of social media messages with phone numbers and, and a tip line for people to contact 
They're, you know, they call a registrar of voters, call law enforcement. There are all sorts, all sorts of, of pieces in place to deal with something like that that may come up. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people are anxious about it. There's been a lot of chatter about that. I think as election day unfolds and we start seeing certainly returns coming in from the East Coast before we get them here, if those suggest a particular pattern that some people may be uncomfortable with or angry about, then I suppose we may see some activity um, that people have to pay attention to. Yeah, certainly. Um, uh, most election forecasters say that depending on how Florida and Pennsylvania go, we may have an early night and we know who wins the presidency. And that part of that conversation will be kind of said and done. But obviously, for all the local stuff here, we're not going to know who the next mayor is until, you know, maybe 11 o'clock. Right. And, and one of the except one of the advantages of all the people voting early with their mail ballots right now is, you know, in the old elections, the first sort of a vote dump that would come right after eight o'clock after the polls close is mail ballots. And in the old days, you know, that would be a really small number it would just be the, uh, you know, the old fashioned absentee voters, people who couldn't get to a poll for medical or other reasons. So but this year, you know, when you're looking at so such a high percentage of the ballots that have already been cast, those first results we get on election night, they're going to have a significant number of the votes already counted. Mm -hmm. And depending on that margin, like, let's say, you know, 80% of the votes come in and a candidate A needed, you know, five more percent to win and those votes aren't there, it might be possible to actually know who wins depending on how intense uh, the divisions are. But obviously it'll vary race by race. Indeed. And, and as we've seen in past elections, you know, it takes time to count ballots, especially mail ballots that come in um, not late, but mail ballots that come in at the end, at the finish line, because mail ballots take longer to process. They have to be scanned. They have to be sorted. The signature on the return envelope has to be verified, and then they can be counted. So it takes time. I mean, so in the mayor's race in the primary, as you may remember, Barbara Bree was in third place on election night, but she gradually caught up as the votes were counted after election day and wound up in second place and qualified for the runoff. And we saw that in several of the races uh, here in March and, and in previous years. So, you know, I, I, this year, I think many experts are telling people around the country to be prepared, depending on where they live and what the race is for the voting, for the counting to go on for a number of days after election day. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking back at your reporting this election season, what's the pervasive mood? I mean, as we get closer, it does feel like gravity is a little heavier and people are more kind of anxious. What are people in the real world saying? Well, I mean, I, I, the electorate is energized in a way I can't really remember. I mean, people are very, very uh, invested in this election. They're paying attention to it. Um, and there's been, I think the numbers tell us more than anything else. People just want to make sure that they have voted, that their vote gets in, and that it's going to be counted. That's what they really want to have happen. So... So we're recording this uh, Thursday afternoon. It'll go live on Saturday. Um, if I haven't voted yet and if I haven't registered in California, but I can, what can I do? Well, so so most election officials will tell you, even though it's a mail ballot, at this stage in the process, you would be smarter to take it to either a drop-off spot or to one of the polling places rather than put it in a mailbox. And that's because your ballot has to be postmarked by election day to be counted. So if you go to the Registrar of Voters website, which is sdvote.com, 
you will be able to find a listing of the roughly 125 drop-off places. Those are places like libraries or the polling places, um, 235 of those, those are schools, community centers. Uh, you'll be able to find where you can take your ballot and, and take it in. Um, the, uh, the registrar says, you know, you should do it earlier than later. Election day traditionally is the busiest day. It's probably gonna be that way again um, with people waiting in line. Um, so you might wanna do it, uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday instead of waiting until Tuesday, but by all means vote. And uh, if you wait until Tuesday, you know, get it in, uh, take it to one of the polling places or one of the drop-off boxes. They'll be open from 7 a.m. until 8 p.m. on election day. And if you have not registered to vote yet, you can still do that. You will be able, you will be allowed to vote provisionally. And if your registration uh, is valid, then your vote will be counted. And you can do that at any of the polling places or at the registrar's the voters' mm-hmm. office in Kearney Mesa. Yeah, California has this philosophy of making voting as accessible as possible. And, you know, there's so many avenues. There's a way to vote no matter your flavor. Uh, yeah, I mean, California is ahead of the curve on trying to uh, accommodate voters as, as much as possible. I mean, you see that in the expansion this year of some of the various things that they're doing, try to make sure as many people as possible can cast their votes and the votes will be counted. All right. John Wilkins, thank you so much. Thank you. This year is so different. Um, I think election night for a lot of journalists is sort of, um, there are a lot of these hallmarks, you know, reporters are dressing up in nice clothes. They're going out to these big places like Golden Hall where lots of election results are streamed. There's candidates walking around. It's just like this very busy, almost frenetic night. Um, You've got people out at the polls, you've got journalists, you know, collecting in an office. And so this year, none of that, very little of that is happening. Um, We do have reporters out in the field. Actually, some of our most veteran journalists uh, are going to be out um, at the polls. Um, They're going to be in some places where candidates might end up collecting in a socially distanced manner. But generally speaking, most reporters are going to be working from home, um, like we have been working for most of the pandemic, um, which will be really interesting because uh, generally speaking, there is just a lot of communication that happens on election night. um, And so we're going to be doing that digitally. And it'll be interesting to see sort of how that changes the dynamic a little bit. Um, But it's definitely forced us to be a lot more organized. So we are all going to be experiencing the, the election in the same way through our computer screens. I'm Lindsay Winkley, and I will be running the election blog on election night. So the idea behind the election blog is to have sort of this central repository for all of the breaking news that we are going to see on election night, which anybody who has followed news on election night knows is a lot. Um, And the idea is to sort of have like a quick place that people can go to scroll through to get some of the most important updates. Um, And then what they'll be able to do is they'll be able to click through a link um, on a lot of the stories that the blog is sort of talking about. And so the idea is to give you almost a primer of the news that just broke so that you can pick and choose, okay, these are the stories that I want to read more in detail, or if you're just looking for an overview. We're also going to be providing some interesting, I think, some more interesting analysis through the live blog. Um, Because we have such a a large 
larger number of mail-in ballots this year, we might actually have a pretty decent sense of when a race um, looks to be won earlier on in the night than we would have previously. Um, and that's because just uh, so many more voters have already turned in their ballots. So that gives the San Diego County Registrar um, the time to count those votes by the time we get that first set of numbers at 8.30. So it's gonna be really interesting to see kind of like what we already know um, when the first numbers come out. Um, but it's not just one live blog this year, we're actually doing two live blogs. So the live blog that I'm running is gonna be very news focused. Um, we're just trying to get the information out there. We want you to know the most updated information about races um, and what people are saying about what measures. Um, but then there's also going to be sort of like an opinion analysis blog. Um, and so this is going to be run by our editorial team. And it's really going to be um, featuring, you know, hot takes and some things that interesting people have said um, and sort of getting more of the color of the night, um, which, again, is something that generally we would do through places like Golden Hall and seeing sort of the interactions that play out there. Um, but that's not happening this year. So what we're trying to do is kind of like be uh, almost the eyes and the ears of the internet, which is I think where a lot of people are going to be sharing some of their feelings and thoughts about how the night is going and um, numbers that are coming in. So it, it should be an interesting space, that one. On election night, uh, obviously there's gonna be a fair bit to report you know, before that big data dump, which is you know, lands at about eight to 8.30. Um, we've gonna have, as I said before, we're gonna have reporters in the field. We're gonna be collecting color from polling places, which remember, there are usually a ton of polling places. There's a very small number of polling places. And so we expect them to be fairly busy. Um, but then right around eight o'clock, 8.30, that's when you're gonna see a ton of material flood through the live blog and basically everywhere else on our site because that's when we are getting the first sense of the um the turnout for uh this year there's going to be another update uh in between 10 and 11 we will say um and then another update very early in the morning uh, don't expect most people will be around for that one but uh we are contemplating staying up that late so that when you wake up in the morning uh, you'll be able to see the most recent election uh, results, which are usually dropped, you know, two to three o'clock in the morning. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here uh, by saying that this presidential election feels um, special. Uh, I think that a lot of people are really invested in sort of the results of this night. Um, and that's really what we're trying to do, right? I think a lot of energy has gone into these topics for many months. Um, and I think some of that has felt even um, more emphasized because we're all sort of at home in our own little bubbles. Uh, we've really been sort of soaking in this information for a really long time. Um, and I think that our goal, our biggest goal is to make sure that you have the reader, the viewer has the information that they need um, to get a little bit of closure on some of these topics um, and then, you know, move forward. We can move on with, with our year uh, after this very busy, very important night. Thanks for listening to these special election episodes of San Diego News Fix. Much of the Union Tribune will be out in full force come Tuesday night, so visit our site to stay on top of the news. San Diego News Fix is the part of the UT Podcast Network. This podcast editor is Beto Alvarez. This podcast is made possible by subscribers to the San Diego Union Tribune. To support our journalism, 
go to unionyoutube.com slash subscribe. Until next time.